What's up, guys, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Neo Vintage Podcast. I am Jabril, and I am with... Steve, hope everyone's doing well. And we finally got the episode we've all been waiting for. It's the next-gen episode. We finally got our consoles. We have unboxings up. Go check those out. And so it's going to be formatted a little different this time, you guys. We're not going to start with what we've been playing because we all know what we've been playing. Uh, we're going to go talk about all the console stuff. We're not going to have a loose topic. We're going to give you guys our full thoughts, top to bottom, what we think about the hardware, what do we think about the games and our general experience. And uh, it's going to be a wild ride, and we're going to try to make some decent time, but no promises, guys. This might be the longest show. might be not a super long show. I don't know. But, uh, Steve, how have you felt about this week, first off, before we get Man. into it? I mean, it's fantastic. I mean, behind me, you can't see me right now, but when you see that, when you edit this video, I got my boxes here, my nice okay. PS5 box and my Xbox Series Xbox. My PS5 box is white because I did get the disc version. Yours is all black, black. right? Yep. Nice. At least we have them both. So it's fantastic. Uh, magically, I was able, you know, I pre-ordered both systems. Both systems, you know, uh, arrived to me on launch day, which is fantastic. And I also, I understand that's not the case for everybody. Um, I did get, I, I, lucky, I'm just lucky, um, no really other <laughs> words to say, um, but it's exciting, this is like Christmas for me, I, I'm, it's like Christmas beyond Christmas came early for me, and I'm so happy with it. Yeah, we're the lucky ones of the lucky ones, because, I mean, getting these consoles is one thing, a whole ordeal, and I'm, I feel very bad for a lot of the people just fiending to get a PS5, but they are mm -hmm. nowhere to be found, um, but then on top of that, again, you got yours both on launch day. I got my Xbox and PlayStation on the exact same day, so both on Thursday. On Thursday. Which, do you know how hard it is to work at home <laughs> from your computer, but also be looking out of the window waiting for these trucks, and then the moment these consoles come to do an unboxing and expect to go back to work? Yeah, please. Sorry. Sorry to my boss ahead of time. But yeah, yeah. no, that, that, that working thing was dead. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I was at work, and because um, I don't work from home, I'm. I was every two minutes tracking and tracking because I ship them to my parents' house. So I was like, I told my, I called my mom nice and early. I was like, hey, keep an eye out. I don't, don't think you'll have to sign, but just uh, you, you know, porch, you know, porch thieves. Uh, right now, uh, you know, they knew what day it was. So oh, definitely. Was, my my parents' neighborhood is nice and obviously so. As soon as I got the note, you know, the notification has arrived i was like i was done i was like a zombie at work i was just every 10 minutes against the clock i'm like i'm trying to get home man yeah i intercepted the guys because i was like you're not gonna i'm not running the risk where it's like oh you weren't here to sign for it. no i don't know what you guys are doing so yeah I, I saw them pull up i'm waiting at the top of the stairs hand it here buddy and i got i got mm -hmm. it all it was amazing and uh yeah i mean these absolute monolith of units the probably the biggest consoles i've had in my collection i mean the the Xbox is, is not too bad, but that that PlayStation is like holy crap. So when what I unbox that thing, what yeah, giant. that thing's massive. So we're gonna break this show into two halves. It's gonna be the PS5 side, and then we're gonna get into the Series X afterwards. Mm -hmm. So first, we're gonna talk about strictly hardware. So now that you've gotten your hands on the console, we didn't get preview units or anything like that. So nope. the day that we unbox it was the first time we ever got our hands on it, the, and the first time I ever saw them in person. I, I wouldn't say this. I don't know if it's the same for you. Yep, these are the first time I saw them hands-on. So, you know, hardware. Just the hardware. What do you think? Uh, so, should I start with Xbox, PlayStation? PlayStation. Oh, PlayStation. Sorry. All right. So, yep. So, uh, you know, my initial reactions, the unboxing video is up, so you guys can check it out. It's like four minutes. You know, the box is huge. The box is heavy. So, I, you know, oh, I did yeah. get mine's reversed. So, I was comparing it, obviously, to the Xbox One. 
but man, when I'm, you know, I'm taking all the little pamphlets out, got my dual sense, and I'm like, cool, HDMI's on that, awesome. Then you pull out this giant tower. I was like, oh, it was so heavy. So hardware was, I was like, wow, this is heavy. And I've always been back and forth on the design, where at first I was like, loved it. And then I was like, ah, this does look like a weird Photoshop. Like, uh, I think you you were the first person I heard say, and then people kind of ran with it, where it looks like, you know, back then, if you look, in 2006, if you looked up PlayStation 7, and this is yeah. something you would, this is it. looks it, like this a mock-up yeah. from 2006. <laughs> exactly, or something you would see on, on a TV show, you know, Gamesphere from Drake and Josh. And, you know, it's all those kind of things where it brought me back to. Once I opened it and got my hands on it, I kind of fell in love with it again. I was like, you know what? This is an awkward design. It's weird. It does kind of look like Seto Kaiba standing up with his big white jacket <laughs> from Yu-Gi-Oh. But I was like, I kind of vibe with this. I was like, I kind of like this, you know? It looks a little weird because um, in my stand, I have to put it um, horizontally. I think it, a lot of people are going to have to. Yeah, it looks a little weird. I think it does look better standing up comparing it to like the box that shows it standing up. But... Yeah, it's what a sleek, clean design. I, I do like that it's not white, 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 where it's going to like yellow out, Um, you know? I don't think it will, because it's more like a soft white. It's a matte finish white, so it's not something like the gloss is going to eat away. So it's Just don't blow exciting. cigarette smoke onto it. Yeah, guys, don't yeah don't plug vapes <laughs> under your systems to, uh, I don't know, for the views, because, uh, you know, that's weird. <laughs> but, uh, you know, quick and easy setup, the hardware, you know, the stand. And this is a crit- uh, you know critique everyone's had. So the stand to go put it, you know, horizontally. On the back, there's the triangle, cross, circle, square, and you gotta have to put the hooks on the two squares. I wish it clicked. I wish there was a significant, like, s- sound that you know the stand is comfortably there, because it kind of just slides in and it's stable. But we're very techy guys. We're very kind of built shelves. You like to hear that significant, like, click, clunk something to know that it's in there correctly it kind of just yeah. slid in and i was like oof and i took it back out and i put it back in i'm like yeah no that's that's it it's in there no wobbling so i was super impressed with the hardware you know it feels sturdy it feels good it looks great i'm glad that the gloss is on the inside you know the black section because fingerprints and scratches so it's you know amazing but my goodness it's literally if you see the unboxing video it's like the size of my torso almost and i'm a short guy i'm like five nine or something like that you're a little bit taller but this is pretty much my torso like from neck to you know my belt line that's the system and it's just yeah. so huge so what were your impressions what did you think of the hardware when you got your hands on it yeah so i've watched this entire past like week and a half or so I've been watching like non-stop unboxings just to get myself hyped up and excited see what people were doing see what people's you know thoughts on the consoles were um because again I, I wasn't able to get an early unit for it and I hadn't even seen this thing like in previous generations you could go to like a Best Buy a GameStop and see them on display and it's cool um but yeah no these things weren't anywhere so getting my hands on it I mean I knew the specs I knew this thing was big but ultimately nothing will beat out when you actually get it in your hands and I put it on my stand and me and my girlfriend are just looking at it and both of us kind of have the same reaction like what the hell is that like it's so <laughs> like I, I and I, everybody knows it's big we, we all know that 
but holy crap like every morning now i wake up and i go over there and i'm like what the hell like it's so big it's literally taking the entirety of the top of the stand that i have it on there is barely an inch clearance on either side it's about as big as i as i got right now um so yeah i have to have the controllers on like a lower level below it which is fine uh, but uh yeah man th this thing is like serious business i don't love the stand i'm not gonna lie to you uh i have to have it you know uh horizontally as well because yeah. I would love to, I would prefer to have it vertically. I think it looks really, really nice vertically. Uh, but the only thing that kind of fits on it is the Xbox. But the problem is I, w I would like that kind of like three to four inches clearance for like ventilation. And right. neither of them really have that. The PlayStation, I needed three inches, inches probably extra to even have it horizontal. I mean, vertically. So, yeah, having it that way was kind of a non-negotiable, unfortunately for me. But having it sideways, yeah. At first, I didn't know the symbol thing. So I'm like looking, I'm like, where the hell do I put this? Like, and I'm like, okay, PlayStation symbol goes up on the top. All right, fine. Because um, I was like, which side is up? And then I'm like, okay, which side do I put the, how do I put this stand on? And I was like, I know it snaps into the back and I see these symbols. I'm like, I'm assuming it goes somewhere on these symbols. Uh, but eventually I was able to, to figure that out. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's a really, really solid build. I love the LEDs coming in from the inside when you turn it on. Yeah. Um, that, that it's just such a beautiful look. Uh, and I did learn some really interesting things about the hardware, too, that is new to me that I, I, I'm imagining maybe some people already knew. If I turn on the PlayStation 5, it not only turns on my TV for me, but it also switches to the HDMI slot that it's in. So if I was last playing the Xbox, it's going to be on HDMI 2. If I turn on the PlayStation, it's going to switch to HDMI 1 automatically for me. So that's new to me. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, and I did notice that, too. The only other system... So I have most of my main systems hooked up to the same TV. Um, and my Switch does that. Usually if I dock it, it'll turn the TV on, switch oh. to HDMI. My PS4 never did that. I, I think I may have turned that off. I don't know if that's a PS4 Pro feature or something like that. Um, just be, I don't remember. Oh, because it also works sometimes in reverse, where if you switch to that HDMI, it'll auto turn your console on. You might want to test that. I don't know if it does that for these ones. Yeah, I'll check so, that out. Because um, I know that's what used to happen with my PS4 Pro, and that's what I had to turn it off for. I didn't notice that with my Xbox. Again, it's 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 called like HDMI something. There is a name for it. So it is a nifty like little trick, especially if you're like sitting back on the couch and you have the controls and you don't want to go do it. You know, just hit the power button and or you know the playstation button and the control and you're good to go yeah it broke my muscle memory because again i'm always used to you press the ps button or the xbox button or whatever and then switch the hdmi switch over HDMI. and then i have to press exit to get the little menu thing down and then i sit back and then i play but this generation is just changing all things about the, the just getting rid of load screens like my body's not prepared for this mm -hmm. like so often again i grab my phone and i'm just still in the game and i'm like wait what do you mean like it's insane <laughs> yep and uh, so, one, one thing before we start getting into the games, we need to mention this, uh, the fans on this thing. So, I've pushed these consoles about as hard as I could, running the most demanding games that I had in my library. I, on the Xbox, and we're going to have an Xbox section, so I won't go deep into this. I tried the quick resume, I, I threw a whole bunch of games at it, and the fans barely make a sound. Like, barely. Like, the most mm -hmm. you can hear is if you put your ear to it, you can hear like a hum, like it's on. But yeah. the moment you step more than like a foot away, it's silent. There's just absolutely nothing. You put your hand there, the air is pushing out and stuff like that. But the, the fan design is just incredible. So your experience has been the same, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, so yeah, the, the system is silent. It's so quiet. And I did the same where I was like testing it out, jumping in and out of, you know, this doesn't have a quick zoom, but jumping in and out of like the store, which we'll get into that in the whole UI in a minute. 
you know, it's quiet. It's quiet. the only time I've heard this system. And again, it's no, you know, it has to be. I have a disk drive, so when I put a disk in to install, you hear the disk spinning, obviously. But it's not like before. It's not like where the whole system's like just. It's and it's really only during the copying phase, which is like super fast now. You know, so it doesn't take long yet. Yeah, the system's quiet. I did the same kind of ran my hand across it to make sure because now it's one shelf that has both my systems and I wanted to make sure that you know the PlayStation's not going to just blast air into the bottom of my Xbox so and it's not it's such a low low like frequency of a, of a fan and like I don't hear it spinning yeah if I get up to it you hear that you know the slight hum but it's quiet it's very very quiet and it's fantastic so yeah I've had that same experience yeah, and again, I will say, like, yeah, the fan technology is phenomenal and stuff like that. I'm just curious to see how this all plays out when we fully get the real deep PS5 games that are absolute, like, juggernauts. That's what I'm curious to see, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. how it works with that. I'm assuming, again, the fan tech is the fan tech, so it, it, it's spinning faster or working overtime or whatever it has to do uh, for these super powerful games. I don't think it's going to actually really change that much, uh, but I am curious to see... A lot of people are like, oh my god, these consoles are doing A, B, and C, and they're phenomenal consoles. Uh, but it is important to note that these are launch games and a lot of last-gen games. So the load yep. times and, and stuff like that, it, the, your mileage may vary. Like once you know, Horizon 2 comes out and God of War Ragnarok and stuff like that, the experience might change a little bit. You know, We might start seeing a little bit longer load times because, again, we're talking about like you know, 4K 120 games. Like These consoles can only do so much. So that's what I, I am really curious to see how, how future-proofed some of this tech is, and only time will tell for that. Uh, but I guess we can transition now into the UI specifically. Uh, we both got our hands deeply into the, the UI, got to see how it looks, how it actually works in a gaming experience. What's your experience been with that? So initially, obviously, your muscle memory, we've been using the same PlayStation UI for seven years now, and yep. uh, I was so lost. I could not find how to do anything in the PlayStation 5 UI, and I never really watched like walkthroughs on like how to do it because that the actual UI embargo was like very close to like when the systems were launching. Yeah. So I couldn't find how to get into a store. I wasn't sure how to install a game correctly because I was like, well, I don't know what needs to update. I don't know. I didn't know anything. So it took me a minute. I was like, I don't know if I like this. It looked very busy i wasn't sure i somehow ended up keep going into the the playstation store and then it's i want to say maybe like 10 minutes it kind of clicked where i i saw what it was i saw what it was supposed to do you know i didn't use any playstation 4 you know wire transfer i just kind of signed in i was like i'll reinstall whatever i need to reinstall yeah me too so i put it you know i put miles into install first obviously i had a disc base so i had to put the disc in that's rolling. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. We're, we're rolling now. I started figuring out how to get in and out of like the store. And then I got into the settings, figured it out. And then I realized, I'm like, man, this is super fast. I realized how fast I was doing these things. And I'm like, this is faster than like some of the stuff on like Steam when I'm trying to go back and forth out of Wishlist and Marketplace and then back to my library, checking on downloads. I'm like, wow, this is getting fast. Okay. I, I realized how snappy it was where I wasn't waiting at all. Where it wasn't like loading indefinitely, then booting me out. Then, you know, Miles finally installed, and then his homepage, I guess, comes up, and, you know, the music's blasting. And I'm like, they brought that's the music when, back. 
I was like, wait, wait, wait. Now it felt next gen because I was like, what is going on? I'm like, wait, what's going on? And, you know, then I had a slight confusion because some reason it then booted. I went out and then went back in and I removed the music and I was like, what's going on? Wouldn't let me play the game. Then I found out it accidentally switched to the PS4 version, which is oh. locked for me because I didn't have that version. Then it, quick button, you hit options, you hit switch to PS5 and then music came oh. back and I was like, all right, all right. So, which is a weird thing and it makes sense now because we were always curious for like Destiny players, how do you go back and play with people on Destiny PS4? You hit options, and I guess there's a button. I don't know if you install it twice or if it's like a license issue. Because I know you can you can play Miles forward. Like if you got the PS4 version, then you get a PS5. I guess you can you can swap between the two um, for trophies and stuff. But it doesn't work the other way. I didn't get a free version of the PS4 Miles, so it's small little things like that. Which I wish we had a kind of explanation or more of a UI walkthrough officially from Sony and I'm sure we'll get one obviously like down the line because they always do them super late so it's interesting so I like the UI now I do think there's some misplacements and it definitely needs an update for just some more consumer friendly and ease but what a giant step just the the, the quickness of it to be able to, the fact that the PlayStation Store is integrated into the system and the UI where there is no loading it's literally like a a switch, you know, that's not even something that the Xbox has. You have to hit the marketplace and it launches that other quote unquote app and it runs that way. So I'm super impressed with the UI and how fast it is, how quick it is, and how game based it is. The fact that that media section, which are Netflix and all that stuff, is completely cut out. It's in its own thing. They're like, you want to play games? Here it is. You want your Netflix? Yeah, it's right there. And I just love it. I love how simple and like clean they made it. A little busy sometimes, depending if you don't really know what's going on. But it's exciting because it just it's all starting to just kind of work for me. So what was your experience when uh, launching this up, seeing the system? Yeah, I mean, I really, really love the UI personally. Um, yeah, again, I was iffy on it at first too. Because again, I've always been kind of iffy on uh, PlayStation's UIs in general. And it's not like I like Xbox's UIs anymore. Pretty much any ever since like that kind of like PS3 generation, I've just not really like. I liked. I actually liked the cross media bar personally. Just that kind of continuity between the PS3 and the PSP, I really really enjoyed. And then kind of since then, I've kind of been off uh, on that. But this one, I'm actually really 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 high on. Uh, for the, it's snappy, it's clean. I enjoy it. I like the separation between games and media and stuff like that. Uh, again, the storefront is really, really impressive stuff. And again, it's kind of crazy how they went from one of my least favorite game storefronts to now pretty easily one of my favorites. Again, it's just how snappy it is. I already made a purchase on the the store because I got I have to get all my games digitally now, obviously because I don't have uh, the mm. disc drive, uh, not by choice, but <laughs> but um. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I bought Miles that way, and it was, again, literally, I just went, hovered over the little game purchase area, chose Miles, they have a nice clean PS5 section, PS4 section, uh, free-to-play, like, they, they separate everything really, really well, and again, it's early in the generation, so finding games is relatively easy, we'll see how that is later down the line, and I'm just, when I, I use this UI, I'm just, like, hoping and praying that this is not something that is, like, bogged down by updates in the future because i know that can happen where it can be super snappy at first and then update after update and thing after thing and they add these things and it's not optimized the best and next thing you know it's it's a laggy mess again that can happen uh, i'm really really hoping that that doesn't happen we have much powerful uh, much more powerful hardware this time yeah. and they're aware of the issues that they had during the ps4 era so i'm sure that they're going to do everything they can to kind of avoid that 
happening. Uh, but yeah, as it stands right now, I'm really, really high on it. I don't love the card mechanic um, when you press the PS button in-game and it has all your little trophies and different suggestions there. I don't love it. I'd prefer if that can just bring me to the kind of like uh, menu bars there and I could kind of clean that up. And I know to some degree it's customizable and I'm imagining over time that's going to become more and more customizable. So I'm looking forward to a point where they can I can kind of like shift that to the side because that doesn't part. I'm not a trophy guy. I know a lot of people are trophy people. And so I would love for a way that like people who are really like obsessed with trophies can like prioritize that and show that first. But p other people who like I would probably go to like my network settings or my friends list way before I'd ever go check out any trophy stuff that you can kind of play around with that and prioritize that yeah i i just forgot to mention that card when you push the playstation button um once which i wish it was more a button now i hate i hate that the button's kind of gone it's like just a playstation symbol and again muscle memory stuff that i'll get used to it quick yeah those cards are very like in your face and then all the way on the bottom it's the menu so i do wish you could kind of edit it a little bit because you know, I usually do, you know, trophy hunting for some games, but sometimes if I just want to quickly go see a download status, I don't want all this, because to me, when I was playing Astrobot, you know, it was like, I went to go just see the download status of uh, something else, and it was like, 70%, you're 70%, you're 70%, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah, I haven't even played the game all the way yet, I, I understand I'm not done with it, and it's just like, showing me these pictures, and this percentage bar i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. i just kind of wanted to see where my download was um not just be hit over the head with progression and yeah i get it yeah if i was super trophy hunting at that moment it would have been easy to try to knock those out but i do wish maybe you can just even change the size of them or flip it have the have the cards on the bottom and the media bar come in the middle would be nice and things that, that will probably be optional later on or maybe optional now i just haven't found to edit it but it's it is interesting i do think it's a little overwhelming when it's just like all at you at once okay so now we can kind of segue into the last part of the hardware discussion which will segue really good into the games discussion which is we finally get to play with the dual sense actually in game to see what this thing is really capable of again we have these controllers you know sometime before the consoles you could hook it up into you know steam and you could actually play with it but again these are not games that are designed to be played with a dual sense so they don't take advantage of all that different tech mm -hmm. so now we full we felt the haptic feedback we felt the the trigger resistance and uh with the new Dolby Atmos. I don't know. They're doing all some crazy stuff with the audio. We can try out the 3D audio thing. Uh, so, generally speaking, with the DualSense controller, what do you think of it? How does it feel? And what do you think of all the new tech that they added? Yeah, so this is uh, pretty revolutionary. I'll be honest. You know, this is this is the first time it's been such a major change in control since maybe adding dual sticks you know you know when uh playstation added dual shock and they added the two sticks it, it's uh, it's on the verge to me where it's that revolutionary where you could move the camera and move a character at the same time and obviously the biggest you know example we have for this is when you play astrobot and you can they do that big test feature which is how i'm going to show everybody what this control can do is that a uh, little control test right before you play it and it, when they start messing with the triggers and you know people always said it like yeah there's like a resistance and, and it fights back but there's no words to describe, and this must have been annoying for PR to try to show off the dual sense, because you really can't put into words what this control is doing to you while you're using it until you're hands-on. When you feel the way the rumbles are feeling, when you feel later when you play Astrobot, when you feel 
when he's the difference when he's running on like a concrete or a metal section to jumping walking on sand you feel the pitter patters you know more to the left more to the right more in the center the way the rumbles work and all that stuff the speaker is fine and that's stuff we saw on the playstation 4 but other little you know the, the triggers are the big ones for me is you know our l and l1 and r1 are nice they're clicky they're, they're where they need to be those back triggers when it, it, it almost it threw me so off and I had the biggest grin when I went to go push it in that initial test and it stops you and it's like oh no, yeah <laughs> now push it and it for a second it felt like it broke in my brain I was like did I just break the control because it's like it stopped you and then it's like no push it and you like click and then like like a gear changing and I'm like whoa and I That's like crazy. I literally just I stopped and I was like wait a minute wait a minute and the fact that it can control two different and it's not even like oh it can just stop halfway you know, like on, on scuff controls, we've seen this before where it stops like halfway, and it wasn't that. It's like literally like later when you're doing like a jetpack thing, and then you can control the the intensity of it. You can feel like the again, I keep using Astrobot because it's the biggest awesome tech demo slash game. When you're like doing the spring, and you can feel it kind of coming back at you, and like you like for a second you feel your hand like tremble because it's fighting back to go back up. And that's just something so fantastic where I just, I was like, I felt like a kid. I felt like a kid again. I felt like a kid playing with a brand new toy that could, you know, I remember the first time I was able to put a bullet in a, like a, um, a toy Mega Man Buster and can fire it. And that was like the craziest thing to me. It brought me back to that feeling where I'm like, this is, this is fantastic. And then, you know, later on when we talk about the Xbox, you know, Xbox has kept it simple and the same and they were taking big chances with this and, you know, I'm surprised that the DualSense isn't even more than it is, because literally it only raised about five to ten dollars more than the DualShock Four. You know, you got to remember, uh, Nintendo was charging like ninety dollars for their Pro Control, and it had none of this tech in it. it. Didn't have the mic. It didn't have the you know all the haptic feedbacks and stuff. So it's fantastic, and I can't wait. You know, it will, no game will ever use all of them the way the Astrobots Astrobots doing. But I can't wait until we get, like, Horizon and, you know, doing the crossbows and stuff like that. You're going to start feeling that tension. You know, we won't get everything at once, and I don't think we need everything at once. But having certain games just have that extra feature is really going to bring it and kind of help it stand out. Because that's when you're going to start feeling like a next-gen control. And it's fantastic. So you got to finally test it out. What did you think? Yeah, I think... And again, I agree with you. It's very hard to kind of summarize what this controller mm -hmm. is actually doing. And the best, if I had to summarize it in one word, the best thing I could say is texture. Everything has texture now. Uh, it, it is really, really impressive. Again, I feel like this is the evolution of what maybe Nintendo was trying to tap into with some of those Joy-Con, you know, uh, HD rumble mm -hmm. with the Ice Cube mm -hmm. thing. When I felt like the little pitter patter of the Astro uh, with the holding the controller, I was like, okay, so this is the next level from that, um, where there's just a real depth and texture to everything it does, and the resistance is is crazy. And uh, I, I could say pretty definitively, you know, using both controllers at this point uh, for the Xbox and the PlayStation, is I feel like they've done a fantastic job of closing the gap. And um, I was never somebody who hated the DualShock Four. 
uh, and I know some people really, really like it, but I did feel that there was kind of a noticeable gap in terms of what the Switch Pro controller felt like actually in-game, what the Xbox controller felt like in-game, and then the PlayStation controller. There was a bit of a gap there where I just felt like these controllers had a real heft and weight to them that I really, really liked way more than I liked the DualShock 4. Uh, but this time with the DualSense, I felt like they've really closed the gap and it's really coming down to preference now. Like, I really don't feel this major, like, ugh, I wish I could play use this controller on this console. No, I, I honestly would have no problem using the DualSense on any other controllers, and I feel like it's right up there with them, uh, in my opinion. Again, there is the Elite controller that Xbox has that is kind of a league in its own, and I'm not talking about that. Um, just, you know, base controllers for the units, I think it is phenomenal. I think it's probably one of their best, if not definitively, their best controller. As someone who really, really loves the Xbox controller, I love the act, the added heft to it. That That's something that's very positive for me. The uh, buttons feel great. The triggers are absolutely insane. And uh, yeah, no, I'm really, really positive about the, the DualSense controller, and I'm excited to see. I, I hope it's not something kind of like the, the back of the Vita that is just Sony kind of gives it to there. They give a couple tech demos and then nobody uses it. I hope it's not something like that. Uh, yeah. That is limited to the first party. But from what we see, at least so far, I know Call of Duty takes advantage of it. And uh, so th there are some third parties taking advantage of it. And I just hope they they stick around for it. Because if I can have that kind of tension uh, during like uh, Far Cry, for example, you know, that'd be really, really dope too. Or if I can feel some cra kind of crazy rumble in like Immortals Phoenix Rising. And there's all these cool like third party games that are coming that I feel like could really benefit from the added tech in the DualSense controller. So I hope that, you know, publishers, at least the big ones, uh, feel comfortable taking advantage of this, you know, throughout the entire generation, not just at launch. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping too. And uh, my, my immediate thought came to um, Cyberpunk, uh, whether we oh, get yeah. it this year or not. You know, motorcycle riding and stuff like that, feeling a different tread when you're going from like street to other textures. And Are you going to play that on PlayStation? I, 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 I wasn't going to. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious what they can do with the DualSense, if, if anything. Because um, so, I have not pre-purchased it anywhere yet. Um, I'm, cur I'm curious. Like if they have a couple little, you know, sweet little details you know some bleeps and clicks and noises coming from the control because cyberpunk's all about that aesthetic and yeah. kind of getting a little bit of that aesthetic in your hands through the speaker and all that kind of stuff might be kind of cool again I, I don't know yet i'm really curious to see how they do that and that was the first one i thought cause i'm like they're pretty big you know they're not the biggest guys but they obviously have a ps5 dev kit oh no doubt. in their in their offices so i'm like i wonder if they were able to do that but yeah i'm really curious to see how how many third parties because that may be the, like the the factor because like these systems are you know identically not identical but pretty close in power and like it's it's going to come down to those little little sweet little easter eggs almost that uh help you decide where you want to get your games yeah and I, this is one of the first generations that at least i can remember where the power difference isn't really that clear yet um mm -hmm. With the, the the PlayStation Four versus Xbox, and again, this was at launch. I'm speaking the that 900p thing really, you know, was rough on Microsoft, and it was kind of yeah. a clear difference between what the PS4 was doing and what the Xbox is doing. And again, they by the end of the generation, I felt like you know, closed the gap a lot better. Um, but at launch, there's always been kind of clear differentials. Obviously, Nintendo plays their own thing. The Xbox versus the PS2, we knew that the Xbox was stronger, but again, it comes down to games sometimes. But the power differential is always clear. Um, but this time, it's a lot more speculative because I we, we all know that on paper, just on a list of different specs, 
the the Xbox, I believe, edges out PlayStation a little bit. But that doesn't necessarily always reflect the reality of once developers actually get their hand on the unit and they actually put forward the game the way it processes and stuff like that. And again, I'm not a super tech guy, so I don't necessarily understand how that is the case. Things can manifest differently. So I wouldn't be surprised if you're going to see some stuff run better on the Series X. Some stuff's going to run better on the PS5, depending on who's publishing it, what type of game it is, what they're asking of the hardware. So it's kind of a weird situation where now it's like, I don't really know where to play things because I always had the thing with the PlayStation. It's like, okay, I'm going to play all the exclusives because there's plenty of them on the PS, uh, the PlayStation, and then I'll play the third-party games on Xbox, and there we go. Um, but this time it's going to be a little different where it's like, where are things going to run better? I don't know. Uh, I, I, so I, I have no clue where I'm going to play anything, and I'm kind of bouncing back and forth, especially with Cyberpunk because I really want to feel how that feels on a dual sense. but I already kind of had it set that I'm going to play a lot of the third-party stuff on the Xbox because there's going to be so many exclusives on the PlayStation 5 and I want to yeah. get equal usage out of my machines. That's kind of my, my goal is how can I always have something to play on each console and if I weigh it too much in one direction, it's going to throw things off. And I can't wait for an Xbox exclusive to play my Xbox because I'll play it once a year. So, um, <laughs> yeah. so I guess that's a perfect segue. We can move on to the, the PS5 games that we've played. Um, there is quite a bit for this launch lineup a whole bunch of different stuff we can't play everything so you and i were both in the situation where we kind of have to choose what we were going to play um something and there also are some free options also as well and there's some obviously last gen stuff that you can play so th there's lots of stuff available steve for the the ps5 launch what did you choose to play and what have you tried out on this machine all right so mainly three games and so obviously Astrobots is a free, you know, and I don't want to call it a tech demo because that's a fantastic game where some things they've out Nintendo Nintendo. So Astrobots Playroom, fantastic. Spider-Man Miles Morales, no surprise, obviously is the other game, and then I got Demon Souls. Yes. Demon, no, Demon's Soul. I always pronounce her whatever. Demon Souls Blue Points, uh, fantastic remake. So those are the three games I've actually launched and played on the PlayStation. I do have Bug Snacks installed because it was free on PlayStation Plus. I have not launched it. I haven't decided if I want to go down that tunnel. Um, well, lucky for you, I have. Oh, <laughs> great! So it is installed, and you, you know my older brother, so he's obviously been harassing me about that. And that's that's a that's a him game if you ever. What Bug Snacks? Yeah. You, oh you no know. doubt. Yeah. Um, so without a doubt. If you're listening, Rick, well, yeah, I know you want me to play Bug Snacks <laughs> for you. I don't know yet. Well, maybe he'll come over today and I'll and I'll bite the bullet. Yeah, and I got. Um, I, don't worry, Rick. I got you in five minutes. I'll talk about it. <laughs> there we go. So so it's 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 there. So but those are the three games I've been playing. And um, so I guess I'll start with uh, Astrobots Playroom. And my goodness, being. I'm pretty much like Sony fanboy, I guess, if you want to call it. I mean, I bought an Xbox, guys. Come on. But my goodness, what a celebration of PlayStation that Astrobot's Playroom is, which I did not know. I always thought tech demo. We had two Astrobot's uh, Playrooms before. We had the PS4 one, then we had the VR one. So I kind of thought I knew what to expect. This is a super solid platformer with amazing collectibles not just dumb collectibles not blades of grass no you're getting playstation history devices i've forgotten or what do they call it the artifacts when you yeah. find them and it's pretty much it's always a playstation item whether it was the iToy from playstation 2 the psp internet connector the psp microphone the psp camera you know the vita's in there and it's all celebration of 
PlayStation, their highs and their lows, though, because the amount of game references that are in there, the Easter eggs, what the trophies are called are either game titles or Easter eggs and stuff like that. You know, the three PlayStation systems are in there. They even make fun of the third one being so small and grill-like. <laughs> and, and what a fantastic platform. Where as soon as someone comes over, I mean, nobody comes over. <laughs> Obviously, we're in super lockdown. But, you know, the day anyone gets to try out the PlayStation when they come over, this is what I'm going to launch for them first. I'm not going to launch for the miles. I'm not going to launch. I'm like, I want you guys to see this because not only does it look fantastic and look very solid, and, you know, sometimes it looks better than some Nintendo stuff we've gotten. It's just really fun, and it's nice to be relaxing. And um, I don't know how far you played, but that SSD level is fantastic. With the music, oh, it's I, if you haven't tried that level, oh, you're going to love it. Yeah, I have to. I have to go deeper in. That yeah, that's the red section. I think. Okay. So, uh, and you, wait until you hear the music. This is like steady. Like, so, uh, the song's fantastic. It's just like S S D, and you're, you're running <laughs> around, and it's so good. So that's that game's uh, the second game I've played the most, obviously. So, the first game I've played the most, Miles Morales, and um, I don't know where you're gonna start with that. It's just fantastic. That game is so great in all its ways, and I'll we'll, I'll wait before we get you and I can get into a bigger discussion for that. Um, and then Demon Souls is the least game I've played just because I know this is a game that demands a lot of time. And so, obviously, trying to jump between the two systems, I'm like, it's not there yet. I did do the tutorial where you have to die um, a giant thing. You know, I created my character, chose my class. I, I feel it, you know. It, it's weird because they keep talking about how they stuck true to the roots. And I see it sometimes where mechanically, I'm like, well, yeah, this plays like a game from 2009. But it looks fantastic, and it's kind of there purposely because they want you to experience the game they were supposed to. You know, you're not trying to play an easier version, stuff like that. So I'm excited to get into that. So what have you been playing? What are the games that you've got to do for your launch? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've played a ton of stuff on this machine. Um, and unfortunately, not, one of them is not Demon's Souls, and I really, really wanted one. Uh, or really wanted that game but the problem is with playing so much on this console and I know how demanding that game is and I know it's 70 bucks with that price and how demanding it is I just don't have the time or patience to deal with that right now and I won't be able to do it justice so unfortunately I'm like I can't that's an unfortunately not an option for me but I'm hoping to get to that one day because that game looks phenomenal and I do like those super super tough games that just can't be the only game I play because I know I don't got the good skills for it yeah. Uh, but yeah, so mainly I've been playing obviously Astros too. Really, really impressed with that. Um, Miles Morales. We'll come back to a discussion for that because that's the one that elicits the most discussion. Yeah. Uh, about halfway through that, I just hit around the fifty percent mark on that. Um, I also played Bug Snacks. So, and th this one, this game, I did have some jokes for when it was announced. And again, it was always like friendly jokes. I didn't really know much about it. I was just, I was like, oh, next gen title, you know, Bug Snacks. Uh, I think it's pretty fun. I think yeah. there's a lot of fun to be had here. Uh, I, this depend. It de kind of comes down to like what type of games you like. I mean, if you like those kind of like exploration, catch different things, like that. Th this kind of has the Pokemon Snap effect. Like, mm -hmm. for people who are into those type of games, especially the indie side, this is definitely gonna be for you. It, it looks really, really pretty. It has a very distinct art style, so it's not really like you know pushing the hardware for like ray tracing or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it runs well and you kind of just land on an island and you kind of play in first person and you use this kind of like capture device and you either take pictures to identify different bug snacks, which are literal bugs, but they're thematically like a snack. So there was like a little strawberry fly thing 
and uh, you capture it, and then you feed it to this guy, and his body parts turn into a snack. I don't know. I don't know the science behind it, guys. All right. But uh, it, it's it's cute, and it's fun, and um, yeah, I, I'm pretty positive on it. Again, it's not something I'm going to play, not because it's a bad game. It's just really not for me, and what Miles is out, that's just definitely my preference, personally. Uh, but I can see a lot of fun to be had. Rick, you're going to love this game. Don't worry about that. And it's free, so beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, if you have PlayStation Plus. So, yeah, yeah I, so everyone, I'm positive on Bugs Next. So. Even if you don't have a PlayStation 5 right now, you can redeem this on the PlayStation app or PlayStation.com. Definitely do that, because especially if you don't know when you're going to get your PS5, why not add this to your catalog? 100%. Yeah, and it's. I think you can get some, some fun. And, again, your mileage may vary depending on what types of games you're into. Uh, but yeah, generally I'm, I'm positive about it. I also fired up a lot of last gen stuff to see, you know, how it runs on the, the new console. So the first game I went to, which was something I kind of agreed with myself, which is the first last game, last gen game I have to play on this console is Ghost of Tsushima. I need to, mm. I need to see how this runs. And it, I mean, it's incredible. It, it's absolutely incredible. There's oh. nothing about it that screams last gen about it. The moment you fire this up on a PS5, this is a PS5 game, no doubt. There is not a single jagged texture in there. It's running phenomenally. Uh, and, and it ran phenomenally beforehand. So whatever opinion you had about it before is only going to get better on the PlayStation 5. Uh, so I'm really, really impressed. And again, this is and this is with no major upgrades from what I understand from Sucker Punch or anything like that. This is just the game oh, yeah. running naturally on the PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the 4K is just gorgeous. And again, I knew it ran 4K because I know people who were like playing on the PlayStation uh, for pro, I mm-hmm. believe, kind of already got to dabble with that. Uh, but again, I'm going from a base PS4 to a PS5, so the, the jump for me is yeah, major. Just, wow! <laughs> I didn't have a PS4 Pro. I didn't have a One X. So the ju- I'm going from a One S to a Series X, and I'm going from a base launch PS4 to a PS5. So you guys could only imagine the difference for me. Yeah, that must be that must be insane. Yeah. Um... A small question because I will be playing Ghost of Tsushima because I do plan on platinum, you know, getting the platinum in it. So I will install it probably actually after we're done recording this. The load times are literally like 10 seconds long on the PlayStation 4 Pro. What is that on PS5? Instant? Damn near, yeah. Uh, there, <laughs> there is a there is a load to get into the game, and I of didn't course. take out a timer to know if that's faster because again, it never had long long load times. But uh, it, it it was fairly short to get in, and then yeah, fast travel is just eviscerated. Forget about it. Yeah, I was I'm just jumping around. Fast travel. That's what I'm saying again. On fast travel on, and I think this is even the case for base PlayStation fours, just was I want to say ten seconds. Like it was faster than me getting my phone out, opening my phone, and getting to Twitter. Like it was faster than that. So I only imagine on PS Five where it's just there, constantly there. Yeah, in my experience, it's basically you go to the map, you click where you want to go, it turns black, flashes a image at you, you're in the game. That's pretty much how fast it is. So it's really, really impressive stuff. And again, it's just an absolutely gorgeous game. And if you did not tell someone they don't know much about Ghost and you're like, oh, uh, PS5 launch title, Ghost of Tsushima, they would never question it, 100%. Mm. It's that beautiful. So yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is gorgeous. I also... Uh, had to because I'm a psycho. Downloaded GTA Five because I'm like I just want to see. Mm. Didn't see any difference <laughs> other than the load times. The the and again the load time is still long. Like it's still long, but by Rockstar standards, it's much better. 
I still have yet to try, uh, check out Red Dead, but I do want to check out that game too. Uh, but yeah, GTA 5, they cut down the load times a little bit, but once you're in game, it looks exactly the same from from what I could tell. Uh, I, I don't think they have like even a 4K mode in that That's, game to yeah, begin with. Now, there will be a GTA 5 upgrade slash native ps5 version correct am i wrong yes, yes they will, that, that's, that's on that will way. be coming later okay cool, cool. Yeah, we don't have a date on that but a proper ps5 port of gta 5 is coming which we would uh, assume is probably going to be like 4k 60 or something like that yeah the frame rate's gonna be nuts on that yeah again obviously with frame rate and stuff like that with an online game i i don't know how that works i think i guess your mileage may vary depending on your wi-fi uh but yeah gta 5 it, it's just still gta 5 and then the last thing was Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. I didn't play a ton of this. My girlfriend did because I get motion sick really uh, easily. But from what I could tell, it looks phenomenal. looks beautiful. Never had much of an issues with you know visuals or load times or anything like that. And that just is made a little bit better because it's part of uh, the PlayStation Plus collection that they offer. Mm-hmm. Which is actually getting into it and looking at the game. They give you a lot of games. I was like actually really, really impressed. Yeah, God of War is on there. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And I and knew the, it was the, on there and I just forgot. And the absolute, the cool thing is, and again, I didn't cross-reference this, is actually a majority of those were not PlayStation Plus games to begin with. So you're getting, even if you redeem every game every month like we do, you're still getting a ton of games there. Well over 10 for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was really, really impressed with the collection that they gave there and I'm probably going to be diving into a lot of those things. I want to see how God of War looks and stuff like that. And the great thing is they've done an excellent job with backwards compatibility this year, which I'm, I'm so glad that PlayStation finally got better with it. Again, it's not ideal. We still can't play PS3 and PS2 and PS1 is gone, but at least with last gen, they've made such a clean transition and I commend them for that. Uh, and it's going to make it so much easier that like when God of War Ragnarok is right around the corner and you want to jump into the original <clears throat> one to run through that story. It's such an easy process. The The way they kind of put the library right there all the way to the right. It's so simple. so clean. It's, it's Again, going through it with exception for the card mechanism, it's pretty much my favorite PlayStation UI thus far. Um, easily, I love the way it performs and I just love the design of it. And I'm glad that they finally got it together with the... The backwards compatibility thing, I hope it's expanded over time. But at the very least, the way they handled the PS4 thing is is perfect. So, Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, you know, what also just helps wanting to play this system so much is just how fast these games are installing, downloading. Because, you know, I tested out different things. And, you know, I'm like, wow, this installs very fast. Because remember, PlayStation always had, I don't know why on, I think, PS3 and PS4 where it would download it, then it would copy it, and then yes. you could play it. This one it seems to forever. jump. It just seems to jump to just copying and or just downloading. I haven't downloaded a full, full game. Uh, my Ghost of Tsushima is also completely digital, so I'll experience it that way on my Wi-Fi. Um, so it's fantastic to see that just how quick it is because when I go to that catalog, if you look, when you look at your PS Plus catalog, plus the PlayStation Collection, plus your digital purchases, and initially I was like, I want to install it all. Obviously, we know that's not possible right now, but how fast it is and how quick this UI is working with these games just makes it so much more inviting. Absolutely. And I actually tried out the PlayStation 5 both with a wired and a wireless connection because I wanted to see Mm -hmm. how they download. Uh, The Xbox, I didn't notice any major difference in the downloading speed. Um, Again, not as an indictment against them. I just personally didn't notice that. Uh, But with the PlayStation, I can definitely notice the download difference. My PlayStation 4 is like slow as hell. Uh, mm-hmm. And wired, it becomes a lot better. But wired with the PS5, I mean, holy crap! Like I had miles, like, and I, I won't say a specific time because I don't know definitively. But I mean, whole game, 
under you know 40 gigs definitely under 15 minutes for sure it was it was quick no, uh, it's, yeah it's exciting yeah so i was really really impressed and i have decent internet too so that that also helps um but yeah man i just love the way that they've handled the ps4 thing and again this is one of the first generations where they made it so easy to get the next gen console and to just put the last gen console away i don't need to keep it out for any reason yeah so the I, ps4 I, is gone yeah it's fantastic because I, I do have it still not hooked up but it's, it's it's underneath the other shelf but it is nice to know where it's like well if i decided to do something with it um the playstation 4 i'm keeping the xbox one um i have a couple different options i may do with it i may end up just keeping it for collecting purposes but it's nice to know where i don't have to keep going back to them i did screw up and not take out whatever discs in them so i do have to hook them up to take whatever games are in there okay got you but it is nice, you know. They're kind of just down there for history purpose now, just archived. Oh yeah, yeah. I- I'm not selling mines, but uh, they definitely yeah. went into the office with the other boys, and I I put the uh, PlayStation Four right next to the PlayStation Three, and I was just like, "R.I.P. Boys, you guys served well, but your time's over." Yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic. So that's the PlayStation Five. Obviously, we're really positive about it, and uh, on our final thoughts section, we can give you guys closer to, like recommendations and stuff like that. Uh, but I guess we can move into the Series X now. Um, well, did you want to discuss a little... Oh, Miles Morales. Miles I'm tripping. Morales? I am tripping. The game of the century. Miles Morales. So, Steve, you already know I love this game. And I loved Miles since 2011 when they, they showed him off for the first time. Um, what are your thoughts about this game? Wow. It is fantastic. I... Well then, um, anyway, <laughs> it is um, just—it's such a fantastic game, and you know it's, you know this is obviously a inner mid step to a full sequel for Spider Man, yeah. but it doesn't feel like it. You know, it doesn't feel so. Cheap. You know, I know it's a little bit shorter and stuff like that, and you can tell you know some little things were kind of reused, but the fact that they were able to really, really capture who Miles is, who he is, you know trying to become the family issues and all the storylines obviously some a lot of the stuff should be familiar if you guys have seen into the spider-verse or have been reading his comics since 2011 um you know i've dabbled in and out of certain you know runs of it and they nailed it they nailed this game you know not only performance wise and technical wise obviously it runs beautiful on the playstation 5 looks great you can bounce back between the you know fidel you know the performance or the fidelity mode and i've bounced around with both i kind of like the performance because all those moving textures and, and characters don't i don't really suffer from too much motion sickness um certain games do mess me up so i've been able to mess with that but the story the characters are there are just so welcoming and you know it's something we don't see so representative as much you know where I always enjoy when they really show Miles being more, yes, he is, you know, African-American, but he also does have, you know, Puerto Rican um, background. He's he's Hispanic. And this one, I feel like they really hit the perfect marriage of them both from him, even just not just only speaking Spanish every once in a while, but being more in that culture when you're going through like the, you know, your mom's um, campaign rally and you got all the flags, everyone in the music and people dancing and they're talking about different foods and musics and stuff like that and it's so fantastic to see that representation um especially since i've been really diving into my heritage and stuff like that it just makes me feel so happy you know and i never grew up i didn't grow up in new york new york like harlem but i was in the surrounding areas westchester and all that kind of area yonkers and things like that 
so it's exciting to see so much of what I do remember seeing stuff that we grew up with and just really be representative on top of an amazing game on top of an awesome soundtrack and style of that is Miles so let's hear you can go full fanboy on uh, Miles now oh man this game so <laughs> and I mean you covered a lot of the bases and stuff like this this is one of the first games that I feel like has really gotten New York right uh, or about as right I, I suppose as you get and again neither of us are from like Harlem uh, all my family's from Brooklyn so I spent a lot of time out there mm-hmm. uh, but I, I have been to Harlem you know tons of times and this is the first you know time I've actually seen them get it right where you like walking around you see the bodegas you see the all the di- different barbers and stuff like that you see NPCs that actually look like New Yorkers and it doesn't look like they just took NPCs out of you know South Dakota so like it's just a, a phenomenal thing, and I'm really, really impressed with it. Uh, I'm not mad about some of the price propositions. I know some people are like $50 for you know eight to ten hours. That's a lot. Uh, with $70 being the the you know marked retail price now, $50 I suppose is the budget price now. I, I suppose, and I guess you're gonna still see like you know $40 games. I'm sure, and, and 30 maybe too. But um, yeah, $50. I think the price proposition's good for me, especially because I'm going to take advantage of getting all the collectibles and stuff like that. So I'm going to spend some time with it. I'm probably going to spend more than 10 hours um, with it. But I, And I understand, you know, price proposition is a tricky thing, but I'm very, very happy with it. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, the game is just absolutely gorgeous. I, too, have played around with performance and um, fidelity mode. I've gone... I, I, I mean, I... I haven't noticed a massive difference with it, but I do go with uh, Fidelity because I love the reflective effects on the ground. Like, the ice effects is just so incredible. And, um, as again, I go with Fidelity mode mostly because I'm coming from a base PS4. Mm-hmm. And just, I've never 4K games before. This is my first time. I, again, I never had a Pro. I never had a 1X. So I'm jumping from 1080p to 4K, and it's just blowing my mind. I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to see my high-resolution textures. I love me a frame rate. God bless them. Keep it there. But uh, I need I need my, my nice textures. And it's just insane seeing these cinematics where, like, it just there's not a single flickering effect, not a single jagged edge. The motion capture is phenomenal. I haven't seen motion capture of that degree, like, in many games, I mean, I know Last of Us has really, really good mocap. Uh, God of War, a lot of the Sony first-party stuff has amazing motion capture. Same thing with Halo, mm, yep. um, but not a lot of games have that. And so, just no wonky textures, no wonky expressions. And the crazy thing is, when the cutscene ends and you go into the game, there's no drop in quality whatsoever. And and that is the next-gen effect right there. That is the difference. And I was showing my girlfriend because sometimes it's a little tough. I remember. For the person who doesn't play a ton of games, showing them the difference between the PS3 and the PS4 at launch with Killzone, like Shadowfall and stuff like that, wasn't like the easiest thing to explain to them, like what like this real native 1080p, mm-hmm. decent steady frame rate thing actually works. Like feel the controls, look at the environments, look at some of the um, particle effects was a big thing when the PS4 came out. Like look at the different particles and stuff like that. And the average person who maybe just you know plays 2K or, or Call of Duty every year might not notice it that much. Uh, but I feel like the case is a little bit different this time because I showed my girlfriend. I'm like, look at the ice on the ground. Show me a game where you could see the freaking ice. Like there's, like there's a reflective, like real time. The mm. biggest difference is run past any business, look into the window, and there is stuff in there. Yeah, it's not a flat image. It's not that, black darkness. It's not yeah, nope. boarded up for texture purposes. 
there's 3D rendered stuff inside the building, which mm-hmm. gives this a level of immersion that is just absolutely insane. And again, I've stumbled across random bit. I just land on the ground sometimes and I look and there's just a coffee shop there and there's just people inside moving. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is insane. And again, this is not stuff that is brand new with the PS5. These things existed uh, on the, the in the PC space. But when us console boys be able to get our hands on it, it's just, it's just mind-blowing. So yeah, uh, Miles is phenomenal. Um, again, the base Spider-Man is, is phenomenal as well. So I'm not going to say, oh, Miles is better than the base PS. But I think it's an excellent kind of continuation of what... Uh, they did with PlayStation. I think they did an excellent job to you know following that up. And when you have an excellent game like Spider-Man, it's not easy to follow it up, especially if you're going to suddenly change the protagonist with a spin-off. It, it's a risky thing, but I think they pulled it off really well. But I think we're kind of missing the one of the best parts of Miles, which is the soundtrack. I mean, <sighs> my God. Man. As <sighs> a hip-hop fan? Bro. <laughs> Bro. So so yeah, I've you know, obviously even before we you know, I've always known you're such a big fan of Miles. So oh, yeah. when you when you get the the suit that you see on the cover, which is his, you know, red and black suit, when you finally get that suit, right? When you your your friend gives you that pep talk about, about you know, you don't have to be the second Spider-Man, you are just another Spider-Man. You're your yes. version of Spider-Man. And that soundtrack hits and then you finally get your red and black suit and you're jumping and swinging and, and immediately I was like Bro must have the biggest grin on his face. Oh, he I had chills, be, man. I, I knew it because I had it. And I'm like, and I know you just love how much you love everything. About, I'm like, everything in that moment was like, I was like, this is all him. And I purposely didn't text you because I was like, we got to talk about it uh, tomorrow on the show for sure. Because I was like, I know this moment. It's very, it's, it's on the same level of when of uh, what's up danger in into the Spider Verse, in, in my yeah. opinion. It's not better. It's not worse. It's on that same level because it's so different. You know, this is a different Miles, but it still gave that same amount of goosebump when he first jumps off. Oh, it's it's fantastic, man. That scene, I I saved that scene. I think it's one of the first things I saved in the create whatever share button because I can't wait to show people that just that that little maybe minute long section because it's just so beautiful yeah and i mean is it is it any surprise that i can relate to a half black half hispanic kid that loves hip-hop not necessarily yeah that's i mean that's you obviously that's who you are (laughs) i am miles in many ways Mm -hmm. but uh oh man no it's just phenomenal and i'm so glad to see how much people uh like it i I was kind of worried i'm like I hope they they really give this the lost legacy treatment where it's like a really high quality spinoff experience and that you know even though it doesn't have the same characters people really love it and they do a high fidelity experience and everybody loves it. because I was like my nightmare scenario is like what if this game is not that good and everybody just stops starts hating on Miles as a character yeah. because sometimes a bad iteration of a character kind of condemns that character for good and uh I, I was worried about that, but no, I think they did this absolute justice, especially coming off of Spider-Verse, which, I mean, I, I'm not going to get too deep into that because that movie is flawless, but uh, coming off of that, which is one of the best depictions of a character in an animated medium pe- period in the modern era, mm-hmm. the fact that they were able to do a game with the same character in the same environment, essentially, find a way to work in those things, because you can use the Spider-Verse suit in there, which I do, Absolutely. That yeah, spray constantly. painted spider. Come on, man. Stop. Every time it turns nighttime, I use that suit. Come on, man. It's it's perfect. But uh, yeah, I mean, they just did. They were fighting an uphill battle with this one, and I think they just knocked it out of the park. And uh, 
I mean, I guess you got to put another another one on the scoreboard for a, a so- these Sony first party exclusives. I mean, they're just yeah. Insomnia. I, just they know what they're doing. I don't know how they're doing it, but they, uh, for me, they have yet to miss for for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Now they've been on an insane streak, and this is uh, another one you could you can add to the thing there. And again, I know it's a little standalone, but hey, if Lost Legacy counts, so does Miles. That's it. That's it. And uh... so I guess now we can move on to the second half of the show. And I told you guys it was gonna go long. Yep. Um, this Series X, the Xbox's mm-hmm. new console. Now they have taken a very different approach this time. Um, if Sony's PlayStation Five is gonna be considered a revolution. For the PlayStation ecosystem, a lot of people have said the Series X is an evolution. Yeah. Now, uh, I we both have the X. Neither of us got the S, even though I was initially planning to get that. Um, we, I, I at least I'm gonna speak for myself, decided against that because I decided I was like, you know what, let me future-proof myself because again, the Xbox Series S would be great for now, but in a couple years when you know t- uh, 4K textures and sit in 120 frames per second becomes a lot more normalized. Uh, you would like a piece of hardware to take advantage of that, especially us as you know, pretty hardcore gamers. So it's it's kind of hard to not get caught up in the very now. It's like, okay, who cares that much now? But yeah, in three years, people will probably care. So let me future-proof my collection. Let me just get mm-hmm. a, a, a Series X. And uh, generally speaking, I'm actually really, really happy about this. The funny thing is uh, I got my Series X on Thursday, came out on Tuesday. Valhalla came out at the same time so I got a chance to like get a direct comparison of what the same game looks on two bits of hardware okay and uh it it is pretty night and day and I'm really really impressed with what the power that you know Xbox was able to extract with this one thing this is a beefy boy I did not expect it to be as heavy as it was when I did the the unboxing I lifted, I'm like, holy crap, like this thing is super, super solid. I love the build quality on it. Um, and, and that's how I like my consoles, man. I, I want them built to last. And this thing does not feel like it's going to break anytime soon. And now I can't speak on the internals and the heat distribution. Things can go wrong in that. But in terms of like a flimsy plastic or stuff like this, I, this thing is durable. <laughs> like you could bump this against a wall, mm-hmm. I might chip the wall. Um, but yeah, no, the hardware, really, really solid build. Um, again, I would have vastly preferred to have this standing up so I can funnel that air upwards like a, a beautiful tower spout. But unfortunately, I have to have it on my side and it has the little pegs there and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm really, really excited about the hardware. There's not as much to talk about here because, again, it is kind of just a box. They're, they didn't do anything super weird. The shape is a little bit different than what they've explored before. Uh, but generally speaking, it literally is kind of just a box. Uh, the controller is almost the same, um, but before I get to the controller, Steve, what did you think about the, the hardware side of the Series X? So this one was a little bit different because, uh, you know, as PlayStation was keeping their lips very shut, Xbox was giving these things out like candy months yeah. ago. Uh, you know, so we've seen completely dissecting, we've seen people play, we've seen people play with dev kits where they can turn on different ray tracing and things like that. So it, was, it wasn't less glorious, and don't get me wrong. But it was more of an, like, a, like, and I think you described it the best, where one was a revolution, one's just an evolution. This is just the next step in my Xbox, you know, gaming history. And, you know, this is where a lot of my gaming stuff comes from. You know, when this trend, you know, when the full console wars came out, you know, or well, Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo-wise, anyway, I was given an Xbox. So I've, I've had every Xbox since, you know, whether it be very late or very early that I get it. So this was 
it was just more of that, you know. So it was a little less, you know, because I knew exactly how to use the UI, you know, to the point where you know I signed in using the app because I don't know my <laughs> my sign-ins, okay. and uh, it. I wish it was a little bit more presented. You know, the, the council itself opening, unboxing it was beautiful. The way it was there, power your dreams. I had pretty much the same, your, you know, the same reactions you did for your unboxing, where it was nice. You know, I was trying to not rip my plastic and all my stuff like that. So it's very sleek. I like how hefty it is. It's like I described it to yesterday. Well, I was like, well, while the PS5 is this big fancy birthday cake, the Xbox is very nice pound cake. And that's the best way I yeah, described it I to like this that. person. And that's how I've been describing it. Feel free to use that, anyone. I um, like that a lot, pound cake. Yeah, because pound cakes are delicious, but so are birthday and cakes. Dense. And dense. And so dense and uniformed. <laughs> where PlayStation has all this stuff going on, it's just sleek and nice. And, you know, I looked into the vents because I wanted to see the kind of green outline, stuff like that. Then I hooked it up and then... It was there. Now, I did get mine on launch day, magically, yep. somehow. So I didn't get to do the Valhalla jump because my Valhalla just came in the same day and I played it. But I did notice small things because I did play Odyssey on Xbox One X. So I okay. did play it at high, I guess, you know, the highest it could at the time. And I also have it on PC where I was given or it came free with something on my PC. So I got to test it and... Let me tell you, it, Valhalla right now looks better than Odyssey did on my PC at the highest resolutions I could get it on my PC. Now, I don't have the, you know, $5,000 PC, but I just don't see why, you know, besides certain games that I like to play with mouse and keyboard, why I would want to get anything else not on my Xbox. So, you know, between these two systems, it's like, it's a powerhouse, you know, and I've been a big person against the uh, Xbox's UI saying it's very slow, very, you know, cluttered sometimes, confusing. And we did get this update to the regular Xboxes, you know, the ones uh, a few weeks ago where the UI now matches what the Series X was going to be. Yes. But it's very quick. It's very quick because I used to hate going into just going to redeem, you know, Xbox Game Gold or, or whatever I wanted to download Game Pass and it would be in a loop forever and take forever. Luckily, all that has been situated, games downloaded, just as I want to say, probably just as quick, maybe a little bit quicker than they did on my One X, you know, on Wi-Fi connection. So it's very exciting. You know, I know I seem a little bit more chill about this one, but it's just because I knew what to expect with this one. Also, just the fact that we've been really just breadcrumbed all the way till launch. So I knew exactly what to do. I knew exactly how to set it up. I knew exactly what to expect size-wise. Weight-wise did catch me off guard. But yeah, I knew what to expect. I, yeah, I knew exactly how to go there. You know, the control is very nice, you know, very similar. But I'm, I'm a big person who, I, you know, I play a lot of fighting games. So sometimes I really need that D-pad. And that's one thing I was always going to PlayStation for. This Xbox control, that new D-pad is fantastic. Yeah, and I love it too. It's clicky. It's not It's not um, soft. It's not squishy. You know when you're pushing down. You know when you're pushing left. And you know when you want to hit that sort of uh, in-between thing. It's there. So it's really nice control. Yeah, and I mean, again, it, it, there's not a whole bunch to say about the, the new Xbox controller because, again, it's so similar. And, it, I mean, it's so similar to the point that your Xbox One controllers will work on the Series X, too. So that that's one and thing. That, yeah, every, everything works with everything. And that, again, kind of goes hand-in-hand with Xbox's approach to this generation where they're not trying to 
force everybody to go this next generation but it's like hey if you want the highest quality experience we have this piece of hardware for you and it's going to be an easy transition and that's one thing i'll give them a lot of credit for is their ecosystem is just it's so united and again when they talk about going like for a more phone like approach they're not joking like when when i went in there i signed into everything there you don't have to manually save your like upload your saves to the cloud like you have to do on playstation for example uh Mm -hmm. it just syncs everything up really cleanly so i went on there the ui is exactly the same so i knew everywhere to navigate it had all my games that i purchased there all the game pass stuff so i went through game pass i downloaded everything that has kind of like a series x upgrade and stuff like that ea um play has been added now too so i'm able to play like ufc 3 and stuff like that so there's a whole bunch of new games available for you uh at launch depending on your familiarity with game pass or if you have it or not will kind of that that'll affect how much you get new out of it uh, I play Game Pass quite a bit, so me walking into this generation, other than literal brand new games coming out like Valhalla, there wasn't a ton new for me to experience, but the good benefit of that is, is these are games that I'm familiar with, so I can really see the power differential. I never played Miles on PS4, so I don't necessarily know mm-hmm. what the difference between the PS4 version and the PS5 version. I know the PS5 is incredibly powerful, but I didn't get that direct comparison, as opposed to Xbox, where I played the hell out of Forza. Uh, but so you know, firing that up, and again, we'll get to the game section later. Um, firing that up, you could directly see what the Series X is really, really capable of. Uh, it's it, and to some people, this might come off like to some people as like more like an anticlimactic thing, like oh, the Series X is not that impressive. And it's like, no, don't get that twisted at all. This is an absolute like powerhouse of a unit. I'm mm-hmm. really impressed with the the power, but. Unfortunately, until we get games like Halo and stuff like that, I don't feel like the Series X experience will be at 100% quite yet. We're kind of operating at that 75% where we can see what the the hardware can do. Uh, And there's lots of fun, awesome games to play on there. There's Yakuza Like a Dragon. There's Dirt 5. There's uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valve. There's lots of things to play. But uh, in terms of like unique Series X next-gen experiences, that's not what we're getting right now. That's not really the approach that they're going for. Uh, right now, but generally, I'm very, very positive. I'm very glad that I got a Series X. Um, the heat distribution on both of these units are really, really solid. To the touch, the Series X does feel a little bit warmer on the front, um, but it is funneling the air perfectly. I get you get a nice flow of air through the top, coming out of the top, so you know that it's cooling off the inside really, really well. Um, but yeah, I'm really positive about the hardware. The the controller itself feels really good. I like the finish on the back there. It feels a little bit more compact in the hand. I got the Shock Blue unit, the Sonic controller. And Steve, mm-hmm. I know you're jealous of that. I have one pre-ordered. I just uh, have to get it. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah, you, I was very jealous when you sent me that photo. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, look how nice that is. The only like, reason I sent you that picture, I was like, okay, I was like, because he's going to get one. He's getting one, so it's fine. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a half brag. Yeah. And um, I've been playing... I actually was I started playing that on the One X because again the syncing up controllers is so easy and simple. So um, I started playing on the One X and then I was able to jump to the Series X and pair that with there. Uh, yeah, it's more compact in the hand, feels really really great. But again, Xbox controllers have felt great for I mean years at this point. So yeah. this is you know not news or anything like that. There's not any major differences. The the D pad's phenomenal. Love it. Love how clicky it is. Um, it's probably my second favorite D pad now. Uh, Nintendo's always going to have that number one spot for me personally, mm-hmm. but uh, they're they're a close second. They're doing really well. And again, when I saw it for the first time, it was like concave. It was like indented. I was like, I I don't really know what that's all about. And I know the Elite 
controller has a version of that too. Yeah. Uh, which is great for like rolling your fingers and stuff like that, especially with like fighters and stuff like that. Um, but I was like, I don't really know what they're doing here. I'm not super familiar with that style. But going into it and using it, I'm like, oh no, this actually feels phenomenal. So I'm really, really impressed with that. And it excites me. There's a lot of different platformers on Game Pass and stuff like that. So I'm probably going to fire some stuff up like that and makes me excited to, to try out some of that stuff. Um, but if we're done with the hardware, you want to move on to the games? Yeah, yeah. So what have you been playing on your Series X and what's your experience been with them? All right, so again, you know, it's been a busy week, obviously. So I haven't been able to jump in as much as I wanted to. But I want to say, so Assassin's Creed Valhalla was the first game I launched on the Series X, because obviously it came in the mail together. Um, so I want to say I'm about five hours into Valhalla, and it's great. And, and, you know, if this was an exclusive, I'd be praising way higher. This is available, obviously, on last gen and also on the PlayStation 5, so as a competitor. But the game runs so nice on the Xbox Series, so it's fantastic. You know, I'm really loving the uh, Valhalla. I like how more Assassin Creed it is than it was this, how... So Odyssey and Origins were... Origins was the first one to really, you know, deviate from what Assassin's Creed was. Yes. So this is the third one in that new series. I like a lot of the throwbacks I'm already getting to the original series, the way some of the missions are being done and the way the exploration is a little bit more, less just find this checkpoint and do what it is story seems a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fast-paced. You know, you're not spending a lot of time as a kid walking around and yeah. putting pigs in a stable and doing a lot of these dumb fetch quests. You know, you're pretty much exposed to all the controls really quickly, the climbing mechanics really quickly, and stuff like that. You can customize, you know, your Eivor very early on. And, you know, you don't get this big, long uh, present-day sequence and stuff like that. So, you know, the game's really fantastic so far. Again... I know I'm only scratching the surface of what it is. You know, I've done, I think, one little mini raid and stuff like that. But I obviously, this is a game I'm really liking. I'm seeing a lot of placement of previous Assassin's Creed stuff. Obviously, you have the Brotherhood very early on. Um, they, they're not not—they're called something else, so they're not calling themselves the Assassins yet because this is pre, pre-establishment and stuff like that. But there's a lot of little Easter eggs that, you know, longtime fans will know. You know, the two assassins that you find early on, or whatever they call themselves, the Hidden, you know, they both are missing their finger because the Hidden Blade cuts it if they were, if it were to be there. Also, it's supposed to, like, show, like, um, your, like, dedication to the Brotherhood and stuff like that. That gets fixed early on, not early on, but in one of the Assassin's Creed, I think Da Vinci fixes that so you don't lose your finger anymore. And the fact that that's just, like, a small thing, like, cause this does take place pre-Assassin's Creed two timeline and i'm like that's such a small little thing where avor's like i'm not gonna cut my finger off also i'm not gonna hide this blade and she she puts it on top where he whichever one you're playing puts it on top and i'm like that's just small little things where i'm seeing a lot more assassins creed lore in the game on top that if you know it it's an added effect and an added you know benefit but if you aren't aware of it it's not doesn't doesn't hurt you in any way so that's been my experience the only other two games I've been playing, you know, I've been playing, you know, Don't Nod's uh, Tell Me Why, which is okay, uh, yep. the not Life is Strange, Life is Strange game, because um, it's not um, published by Square Enix. That's why I don't think it's called Life is Strange. So I started this on Xbox One X with my wife, and she likes these kind of games. She likes making the decisions. I do all the, you know, looking through paperwork and nonsense and gotcha. buying stuff in the groceries and stuff like that. So that's how we kind of co-op play that game. So... I gotta give shout out to the Xbox how easy it was to literally just install it. It's on Game Pass. 
So install it, I hit continue, and I didn't have to download my save. Like you said, it just picked up exactly where I was. Yeah, and yeah, you know, life is strange and don't nod. You know, these games have always been not like the biggest, you know, graphical and stuff like that. You know, the load times are very long on Xbox One X, you know, for these kind of games. It's very uh, Telltale style where these load times sometimes just take a long time. I've noticed an incredible jump in, you know, the load times, obviously, and a couple less jittery stuff going on, stuff like that. But that game is hard to be like the threshold of uh, next gen. The only other game I've been playing on on it yet, yeah, because I'm gonna be monstering backwards compatibility today with it, um, is uh, Tetris Effect Connect. Now we love Tetris Effect on PlayStation. It was exclusive for a long time. Now we have the reverse, where this is not necessarily a sequel. It's more of an enhanced version. Pretty much the big thing is that there is a multiplayer version of it. You know, the quote-unquote campaign is the same. The style's the same. The music's the same. Just being able to place, you know, this with someone in the room is going to be nice. Especially a fan of Tetris where you guys can kind of chill. Score yeah. attack. You know, there's like a weird boss mode um, and enemy mode where you're, what you guys are doing attacks him. And it's there's a lot of little fun things to do to change it up already or you know because at the bases you can play just basic tetris you can play score attack you can play versus where you know where you're clearing bars get sent to them and vice versa so and that game looks just as fantastic as it did on playstation uh four and this will be coming to ps5 at some point i think it's exclusive for a year or six months on xbox but it is on game pass so I've, of course why not download this game especially if you have Game Pass. So those are the type of games I've been... That's all I've really had time to play on the Series X, but everything plays so great, and, like, it just enhances my experience, and that's what I always went into the Series X knowing is this may not revolutionize games, but I didn't buy the Series X to revolutionize it. I did it to just enhance even my games I'm playing now, and I've noticed yeah. that. So I've really been excited. So what do you... I know you love testing out your stuff, so what have you been playing on your Xbox? Yeah, so the main thing I've been playing is also Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually about 13 hours in, so I've been playing the hell out of this. Uh, yeah. And, and that, that's a lot for me. I'm not a binge gamer or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, you guys know I love me some Assassin's Creed. I'm, mm-hmm. I went deep into Odyssey. Uh, so I kind of have that fresh on my mind. And I think this game strikes the best balance out of the open world era of the Assassin's Creed, you know, universe. Uh, and in many ways, as I play this game, I'm like, it, it's a shame that this one wasn't Origins. Because if the, uh, a lot of the new, or the old fans saw this balance, they maybe would have been a little bit more receptive to the open world qualities without mm-hmm. the complete ditching of the kind of established lore. Uh, I think they do a, a much better job of, like, knowing the heritage of what Assassin's Creed meant to a lot of people. And giving that some weight for the first time in quite a while. Um, because, again, Odyssey, it, it taps into that very lightly. But, that, again, it, it's more when you go into the DLC, if anything. And I'm not going to go too deep into it because, you know, Assassin's Creed goes crazy with all the Isu tribe stuff. Like, it, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But um, this game does a good job of actually putting the Isu stuff a little bit more on the back burner. And actually putting that whole Brotherhood Templar dynamic way more in the, the, the forefront here. Um, and it takes a lot of the systems like, you know, taking, killing all of the cultists and they find a way to incorporate that into the Viking world. The world is cool. Uh, it's really, really big. I'm pretty much limited to Norway and England at this point. So I haven't been able to see a good chunk of what the game actually has to even offer at this point. And it, it makes me wonder if I'm 13 hours in right now and I'm still pretty concretely into England with no 
it doesn't look like I'm going to be leaving anytime soon. So it makes me <laughs> wonder, like, how long is this freaking game going to be? Because, again, I hit, I ultimately ended up playing Odyssey a little under 90 hours. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I mean, I explored everything at that point. But if by, you know, 13 hours into Odyssey, I had seen a decent amount of the map. There's just a lot to do after that point. Um, but this game, I mean, they're, they're really kind of slow tracking you, especially with the way uh, certain areas are not inaccessible, but things are so much high powered. You really got to kind of watch where you're going on the map and kind of work your way up there and build the alliances and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think the game is absolutely phenomenal. I don't like the emphasis on the stamina mechanic so much. That's just a personal preference thing. I find it kind of annoying. Uh, but I don't think it's like a design flaw or anything like that. It's kind of like weapon degradation. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a specific mechanic I don't really like that much. And I think, like, Neo struck a good balance with the way, like, you have to time things because of your stamina meter and whatever and stuff like that. Uh, this game, I just end up getting, like, tired all the time. And with the the, the fact that, like, dodging takes so much stamina and so does swinging and so does the, your power attack, I'm constantly putting in myself in a position where I kind of have to, like, push back. And again, I'm a very offensive, aggressive fighter. So if, if I miss a couple hits, it's a wrap for me. So so it, it's a little bit tougher. It's a lot tankier than Odyssey and Origins was. Uh, which makes sense because, again, you're using a Viking and not a Spartan warrior. But um, mm-hmm. no, I'm very positive about Valhalla. And again, I started playing Valhalla on the 1S and moved it to the series x so i got to see the difference and it was actually really struggling to play on the 1s you could make it through but the load times were a lot longer i had a lot of dropped frames and frame tearing during like cutscenes and stuff like that and npc conversations were loading a little wonky and the the resolution wasn't nearly as high and Mm -hmm. uh and again it is worth mentioning that assassin's creed valhalla is not native 4k it's dynamic 4k but as someone who really values fidelity, I don't personally notice that. And I can only speak for myself. I don't notice it that much. But I absolutely notice the jump from 1X to, or 1S to the Series X. And geez, man, Xbox, which you're naming conventions. You guys got to fix this. It's going to confuse me. Yeah, it's but, um, <laughs> but uh But I absolutely noticed the fidelity difference. It was, it was really, really obvious. And I haven't, on the Series X, I haven't noticed any major performance issues whatsoever. Things load fine. They load quickly. It's smooth. That No major popping or anything. Every once in a while, when you go to a high area to synchronize the, the part of the map, um, you see a little bit of popping, a little weird uh, lighting stuff. Sometimes with fire, um, it gets a little jittery with the frame rate and stuff like that. But generally speaking, there's no major performance issues, and I'm really impressed with what they were able to pull off here. Um, and, and this is a cross-gen game, so it makes me excited mm-hmm. for whatever they do next with Assassin's Creed when it's concretely a Series X and a PS5 title, what that looks like. Because uh, this is, if anything, like the Black Flag. kind. Of, it's kind of like that middle zone. Um, I've also got a chance to try out Forza, and that runs phenomenally. Again, it, it looked beautiful last-gen. So this just makes it even more beautiful. Again, not a single jagged texture, not a single choppy frame or bad animation. It just runs phenomenally. This is the console you should play it on. Uh, Played UFC 3. That runs fine. Ran fine last gen. Not much to report there. Uh, And then I also played Gears 5 to, to check out the Series X upgrade. And it looks beautiful. I did not play it last gen, so I don't have that comparison or stuff like that. But at this point, since, again, there's not many uh, Series X exclusives to actually play on it, especially there's nothing brand new other than Gears Tactics, but that's not really my thing. 
Um, I'm kind of looking for anything <laughs> to, to see what this piece of hardware can do. Later today, I'm going to try Doom Eternal. I have purchased that game, and I believe it's also on Game Pass now, actually. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. Um, I really need to see how that game looks, because that game felt like a next-gen game on last-gen. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine actually running it on the next-gen machines, how that's going to run. So I'll report back next week. But uh, yeah, that I, I Valhalla has basically been a bulk of what I've been spending my time on the Series X with, and... Uh, I'm I'm very positive about it, and again, this is gonna the Series X seems like it's gonna definitely be more of a slow burn of a console. It's gonna be something that you kind of see the totality of the view probably in a year or so, which is not necessarily the best for the console sales. But then again, everything's scarce in terms of quantity right now too. So mm-hmm. I have no doubt that the Series X is probably sold out everywhere, just like the PS5 is. So they're probably selling really well now. We'll see how it's gonna stretch across the generation. I'm really hoping that they. Uh, do well this generation because I feel like they've made a lot of customer friendly moves and I've, we've already talked about all this stuff before but yeah th- that's my general thoughts on uh, all the Series X games yeah and, and solid stuff and yeah I'm gonna be installing Gears 5 which I did play on my 1X so I'm gonna hopefully notice some uh, some big differences I know they did some stuff in the story mode and stuff like that so I'm excited to try out that so I'll have some opinions on that next week hopefully yeah, and we're kind of in a weird position where like these upgrades, specifically in the Xbox ecosystem, is becoming a lot like PCs, a lot like phones, where it, it's not these hard defined definition or uh, generations like PlayStation's going for. So mm-hmm. that means things are gonna get a little bit more confusing in terms of fidelity. Like, what is the major power and processing differences that you're gonna see between the One X and the Series S, for example? Like, what, what does that gap look like? Because, mm. obviously, the One X, I believe, dabbles with 4K. But a Series S is a 1440p machine. But it can also process things just like the Series X can. It just runs at a lower resolution. But also can do things like a smart delivery. And um, I forget what it's called, but when you can run multiple games at the same time. Mm. Quick uh, yeah, quick resume. So there's it's obviously a more powerful machine, but you're going to start running into these kind of like middling consoles, like which one's more powerful, which is not. It's going to be hard for the average consumer really to understand, other than this one's newer, so you should probably get this one because it's more powerful. Um, but yeah, I thought that was uh, worth noticing. And also, I don't know if you noticed this, but the quick resume seems to work amazingly with every game but one. And I looked it up, and it's not just me. I can't get Valhalla to quick resume. Have you have you played around with this at all? So I, I didn't try... I tried it the other way around, where I was in Tetris, I went into Valhalla, then I quick resumed to Tetris. I didn't do the other way around. You see, yeah, and that works, because I, I did the same thing with Forza, but if you go, let's say you, you're in Tetris, and then you go back into Valhalla, Valhalla restarts every single time. Hmm. It's weird. And I was like, that's that's strange. And then I went online, and that seems to be a lot of people's experience, where it's like, quick resume's awesome, we were able to make it work, but for some reason, Valhalla restarts every time we try. So I couldn't get it to quick resume, maybe that's something they fix in a patch or something like that. I know it's not a power thing, because again, it, the it Series X is running yeah. tons of super powerful games, and we've seen demos of them running really powerful games all at the same time, very demanding stuff. It's I think it's just a Valhalla thing. They may be not they don't have it uh enabled or something like that. But that was really strange. I was just like, oh that, that not a feature you want to drop the ball on when that's a selling yeah. point of the console. So hopefully that's that fixed that soon. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna have to check that out though, because now I'm gonna be curious. 
yeah, that, that was just strange. I just noticed that, and I, I felt like it was uh, worth mentioning. So I guess uh, we can start moving towards the final part of the podcast and give our final thoughts on the consoles. That means if we, if you could get your hands on one, do we have a recommendation? Do you, we think these consoles are worth purchase? What do we think about the pricing and stuff like that? So final thoughts, Steve. What do you think about these consoles, and uh, what do you have to recommend? Yeah, so it's you know it's a fantastic generation that we're seeing you know we're obviously just we're literally at the dawn of it we're at the beginning of this stuff you know and obviously your personal ref, you know references and, and and style affects it so if you are if you were a person who was able to play the ps4 generation from 2013 to 2020 and you never were tempted to go to the xbox for their exclusives or game pass was anything that was inviting to you then obviously you're gonna probably find more appeal to the PlayStation 5 because it's going to be more the same. Again, if you if you really want it and you're a big gamer, obviously, and you can find it, obviously, I would say jump in now to obviously have that plan ahead so you can start jumping into some of this stuff and experience the games. I do think... So I know someone um, who has Miles Morales on PS4, and I'm so tempted to see what it play what it plays like on the ps4 and i know it's gonna play fantastic but i want to see what's the real difference because i've seen screenshots yeah. but i want to see the big difference so but if you know i do think miles morales should be experienced on the play on the playstation 5 but also i understand that if you just could not find a ps5 or can't afford it right now There's most people yeah <laughs> which is you know yeah most people definitely go get this on ps4 you're gonna get your free upgrade and stuff like that no doubt so and stuff like that now if you want a more consumer friendly thing if you want to get more bang for your buck then the two series systems obviously are there the series s i don't see for like quote-unquote hardcore gamers you i'm not gonna say you're not a gamer if you got if you got a series s don't get me wrong our original plan was to get the series s i think for both of us yeah for sure but you know game pass in addition to ea pass or ea play whatever they call it EA play. you yeah. know yeah and the complete backwards compatibility accessibility of the two xboxes makes sense it definitely makes sense for people who have maybe a couple young kids they obviously don't need a 4k 500 system but you know if you do that plus you're 15 bucks a month they have this huge catalog of games and stuff like that so you know my big recommendation unless if you want your full full-fledged arsenal both systems are fantastic to get now if you want one to kind of just get a more bang for your buck while things start to release more, I don't see why not get a Series S. Obviously, a Series X is so much more powerful and stuff like that. And you're, our big thing was, yeah, future-proofing this in a year or two where we don't have to then make sacrifices and stuff like that. If you want the biggest next-gen jump or the next-gen feel, you want to feel kind of that amazingness awe and overwhelming of you have this fancy new hardware the playstation does have a little bit of an edge because of the control because of the style just because of the way it looks and stuff like that so it's hard to make my recommendation i can i can co-sign either decision right now if you uh, it's hard to be like if you had to get one i'm like oh it's it's tough because yeah one has a person yeah one has a crazy good experience which is playstation 5 but the Xbox does have a better deal in a sense because the only thing that is, from my knowledge, if I'm remembering, the only two games that are strict PlayStation 5 exclusives are Demon's Souls and Snacks, which I don't think either game is a system seller, you know, because... and Oh, Astrobot's fantastic, but that's pre-installed on it. 
but you know miles miles, is, miles too right yeah miles is well miles is on both systems oh yeah just for the playstation 5 yeah yeah and i'm saying like exclusive is, exclusive oh, Sackboy gotcha. is on both and yep. you know later down the line we already know horizon is going to be on both um but if you start looking down the line i mean ratchet i think they've already confirmed is only going to be playstation 5 and that game that game right there that's a system seller got a war we don't know what it is it's also not gonna come out 2021 i am gonna stick by that but so it's it's a it's a hard one to do yeah it really depends on who you are so how, how do you wrap up and do the recommendation and your final thought yeah well first off day one purchases or early adoption of consoles is not for everybody to begin with um mm-hmm. Some people just value being their day one hardcore gamers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and definitely, I, I assume I don't have to make that recommendation to you because you probably already did it. Um, for the more casual consumer or somebody else, I, I, I don't think you're missing a bunch quite yet. Um, this is a solid launch lineup, but do I think it's like must buy stuff? No, not necessarily, because again, there are last gen equivalents for a bulk of these titles mm-hmm. uh, that play just fine. It's it, it, it's the watchdog's effect, if anything. It's it's not a major thing. Um, but uh, I would say if I have to recommend one, first off, these consoles are not really accessible to anyone. So you're not if you don't have them just now and you don't have a pre-order in, it, it might be shot for you for 2020, 2021. You, you might be able to get You might be able to get one on Black Friday, but it, it might be shot for you. But if you're kind of on the fence, like I don't know which one to go with, uh, I think either way you're getting a really, really solid experience. I think both consoles have a lot to offer. The reality of it is a vast majority, a vast majority of experiences you can have on the Series X, you can also have on the PlayStation 5. Uh, But I can't necessarily say that in the other direction. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the PlayStation 5 experiences are very much locked to the PlayStation 5. So I think as of right now at launch, the PlayStation 5 probably edges it out a little bit um, for me. If you're already in the Xbox ecosystem, I don't think it hurts to to get the series x but if you ideal situation if you don't want to kill your bank account is obviously getting the playstation 5 and the series s that's ideal situation uh if you and the fact that you don't want to kill your bank account obviously if you can get both ps5 and series x that's great uh, but I think a good move is having the series s as a companion console so when like the gears tactics the halo infinites um, all those type of games come out, you'll be able to easily have access to them. And same thing with Game Pass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then be able to also play the PlayStation 5 exclusives. Uh, but if you only can choose one and it's at launch, it's it's right now, make or break, I have to choose one. I'm probably going to have to edge out probably with the PS5 just because, again, I don't think as of right now you're missing anything with the Series X, unfortunately, because, again, Halo missed. And, and Halo is a, is a big one. If they were able to have Halo Infinite at launch, I think that changes this conversation completely. Because I think now you have that one-to-one comparison of next-gen title versus next-gen title, Halo Infinite versus Miles, and that's a different thing. But the problem is right now, it, it, it on the Series X, it's either just Series X versions or timed exclusives like Yakuza Like a Dragon is going to be on PlayStation. It's just first on Xbox right now. Um, so it, it, I think either way, you're not missing too, too much. But if you have to choose one, maybe go with the PlayStation 5 because I think as of right now, you'll get the totality of the experience on that single console as opposed to the Series X, which I think, yeah, you'll be missing um, Demon Souls, Miles, Sackboy. You'll be missing quite a bit, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, unfortunately. Uh, but again, both consoles run games incredibly well. There's no major 
differential in terms of power or anything like that. Uh, but again, I think there's a solid argument to be made against early adoption in general. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with holding out till probably next year. I think you'd probably be better off next year if anything supply will be a lot less scarce uh you'll have a lot more you know access to different supplies and stuff like that and then there'll just be more to play on them too because uh mm -hmm. there's plenty to play on it right now but again are there these revolutionary like next gen exclusives like holy crap you'd never be able to do this on last gen there's not a ton of them i think miles looks phenomenal but generally speaking it runs on ps4 and i think that's kind of a bulk of the experience with all these we haven't really gotten to see uh definitive ps5 and series x exclusives just yet and we're probably not going to get that until late 2021 early 2022 at best um so yeah that's kind of my final thoughts on it is i'm very very positive about this generation i think both devices are absolutely phenomenal i think neither of them really dropped the ball this time um again the only sad thing is that the, i feel like series x's approach is just fundamentally different and so optically, it looks like, oh, the Series X has no games, which is not really the case. It's just they're taking a different approach, and they're allowing people to adopt when they want to. Now, you can be very cynical about that and be like, well, they're only saying that because they can't get exclusives. And that's an entirely different subject that we, we've covered before. Um, but I would say, generally speaking, now, you're good either direction. I recommend both. But if you had to choose one, maybe look into the PS5. Um, yeah, and, and if you want to save money, PS5 digital, $400, night, right in the middle of the Series X and S prices. Yeah, exactly. And especially if you already have, like, it was very, actually kind of a hard decision for me because I have, like, one X. Yeah. So it was like, a, oof, do I really need this? And, you know, again, I decided to go, obviously, to get it. But if you already have a one X and you're not, like, drooling at the mouth just to play everything at a slightly better rate, yeah, the PS5 is going to be where you want to be right now. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're a big Xbox fan and you're mad at me and you're like saying, hey, he's telling people not to, that they don't have to upgrade to the next gen. I'm not saying that. Phil Spencer said that. So yeah. <laughs> look up his interviews. They're the ones who are making it clear, hey, uh, upgrade when you want to, whenever you want to. And there's pros and cons to that. And that's just the reality of things. But again, you can't get that mad at me because both of us have Series Xs. We both yeah. love Xbox. And we... <laughs> so ultimately we spoke with our wallet so you can't call us fanboys because we got both and newsflash i've played more of the series x than i have the playstation 5 Ooh, i'm in trouble but yeah <laughs> if you just for look me, at the time for me for me it was a little reverse obviously just because yeah. the way it landed though i was super busy uh at my job unfortunately so by the time i got to get home i wanted to play it. but i did play the first two days thankfully that i did get my xbox on launch day i did play that afternoon and the, the day after yeah, fanboys don't spend, you know, $500 in an ecosystem they don't like, so. Mm. And actually more, because I bought a friggin' $70 Sonic controller, so. <laughs> it's That's a Sonic controller, true. I don't care what they say. It is. I wonder if, like, the Sonic Twitter... I hope he says something about that. That's definitely a Sonic controller. It's just the only difference is Sega's getting they, no kickback. They switched, though, so it's not the same guy doing the Sonic Twitter. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's lame. So it's not. I gotta see. I haven't seen the wars yet, like Sonic yelling at Wendy's and all these people yet. So we gotta see how they uh, interpret that. Well, that was all I was about to say. I mean, somebody owes Sonic a check because Wendy's and all these different companies and Arby's that are stealing, they, they're stealing Sonic swag. He was the first time that. Talking yeah. reckless on social media as a established IP. Nobody was doing that before Sonic. 
No, for and sure. And the fake Kazurai. <laughs> that one, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's funny, too. But there we go. Our next-gen show that uh, we've been, I mean, anticipating for the longest now. And we made decent time. Uh, hour, hour, a little over a hour and a half. Might be our longest show. Not sure. We may have hit 140 before. But, um, yeah, next week we'll have a lot more information for you guys. Because, again, the more time we get with these piece of hardware the more times that we play different games the more we'll have to say about it because again there's only so much you can say about the playstation 5 and series x with the limited experience we have with the games we play but there's lots of games i'm probably going to get to at some point like uh Sackboy and yakuza watchdogs legion call of duty you know black ops cold war there's gonna be a ton of games that in the next few weeks we're gonna be playing and then once we get into december we'll have uh cyberpunk as well and also don't forget nintendo because uh zelda's like in five days or something like that. Yes, yeah, so that was this week. I don't think I'll be able to grab it just because I, I've opted to get yeah. little accessories for my PlayStation instead. But you know, we'll I'm see. gonna try. I, I'm gonna try my hardest, guys, to get that. But it, it's kind of an uphill battle of spending, you know, sixty extra dollars on this game, and on top of that, finding the time to pry myself off the next gen consoles to play. Um, yeah. A Zelda beat em up, which again, no offense, I love. It. It, again, it looks amazing. We but love I just Zelda, don't know if it's the right time yeah. for me. Part of me is like, I'd rather, I would rather get Sackboy's Big Adventure right now on PlayStation Five than play Dynasty Warriors or Zelda. So they're lucky there's lore in there. That's the one thing. If the, if this was just a strict Hyrule Warriors two with not as much literal Breath of the Wild lore, I probably wouldn't get it in general. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeing all these characters alive and next to each other, and I'm like, oh, this is what I wanted. Oh, I can't wait. I, see, I I go back and forth because I do get excited when I think Impa's not this old lady anymore. I'm just Impa's like, young, and yeah. uh, the gameplay's solid, and the champions are all alive. They're all alive and not ghosts. It's fantastic times. But yeah, so that was the Neo Vintage Podcast. I'm Jabrell, and I'm with... Steve, hope you guys enjoyed. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye.